A nudnik, a real bum. The bad clowns freak him out. Welcome to another episode of UHF 60 Second, where we analyze the movie UHF into 60 second chunks that we call minutes. Are you eating chips? Nope, I'm not. I am Jonathan Carlyle, and I am here with my co-host, David Johnson. Hello. David, is that you? <laughs> this is me. It is. Are you sure? I'm very sure. Do I not sound like myself? Um, um, so we've, we put the Indiana Jones Minute crew back down for a nap again, so it's just the two of us. I like it. I mean, ooh, maybe I shouldn't. I like the Indiana Jones guys, too, but I also like you, Jonathan. We all need our me times. We all need our small group times and our big group times. This minute's a small group time. So, minute four. I'm going to be honest and say that this minute is not my favorite minute of the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I could probably even wrangle in um, that maybe Weird Al agrees with me. I, he hasn't said that, but I know in the commentary he does think that the uh, this joke with the, the signs yeah. goes a little long. Went on too long, yeah. Yeah. Um, so in this minute, I don't even know to, up to this point how many summaries we've actually done because things have been a little crazy around here. Um, but, <laughs> but in this minute, the summary here is that he is walking through some hanging vines, then he walks through some signs, and then he comes out at the end, and I wish I had another rhyme. Um, so yeah, we've got traffic signs in this minute. We've got do not cross tape and we've got more traffic signs. I will say that because this minute is comprised almost solely of traffic signs, I did a little research on the stop sign and, uh, I was surprised to find out that the stop sign originated in Michigan. Ooh. And then realized that Detroit's in Michigan, and Detroit is where the automobile more or less was born. So I guess it's sure. actually not that surprising. And for those of you uh, who don't know, Jonathan and I both hail um, from Michigan originally, and so that's why it's, it's surprising. The real uh, mitten state. The real mitten state, yeah, uh, except no substitutes. But so stop sign originated in 1915 in Michigan. Uh, although I could not verify that it showed up in Detroit, Michigan, but I got to believe that's the case. So what, what were they doing before that? They just never stopped? I suppose not. I don't think that there were probably enough cars to warrant any signage like that because obviously we've had a horse-drawn carriage for however many years before that. And apparently there, were no, there was no signage for that, I guess. But um, as far as the stop sign, it became standardized, like the shape and size of it in 1922 by the American Association of State Highway Officials, otherwise known as ASSHO. <laughs> Did you make that up? And no, I am not making that up. <laughs> so they gave it the eight-sided configuration so that drivers approaching from the other direction could tell, even seeing a stop sign from the back, um, that you know oncoming traffic has a stop sign. Like, that's a stop sign for somebody else, so I know that they have to stop and I can keep going. So... What's with the hanging vines at the beginning of this minute? Because I don't think that's an Indiana Jones thing, is it? I'm I'm actually, I think I'm just realizing it right now that it's supposed to be like a transition into him making his way through the signs. Uh, like it's, my brain, I just see it as two different things. Like he's going through the vines and then he comes upon these signs. And it's silly, I realize that, but I don't. Yeah, it's supposed to be maybe like a, a reveal, but we're seeing it from 
he's going through the vines, our point of view on him, and then you cut to kind of an over-the-shoulder point of view of him approaching the sign, so it doesn't, if that was supposed to be some kind of a big gag reveal, it, it didn't cut right, I guess. Do you think the intention of this scene was supposed to be kind of like a Narnia closet thing? So he's... Like, he's kind of going through and like, oh, that that's, that vine was really hard and metal sharpening. And then, oh, that's... So you're saying, thing. like, the vines were like the end of reverse jungle, and now he's in, like, the asphalt jungle. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'll buy that. And then he's not again, but... Or you're saying the uh, when he sees the uh, Oscar statue, or the non-Oscar statue... That we'll talk about more in the next minute. He's in a different, uh, you got a different, uh, well, I suppose he's not in a jungle at all anymore than that. I, I guess not. I, I don't hear any animals or non animals. That's true. The cows have stopped mooing at this point. Do you have any uh, affinity? Well, you talked about the stop signs. Uh, do you, any of these stop signs, or any of these stop signs, there's one stop sign. <laughs> any of these signs, your favorite signs? Or, you know, like your favorite shapes or colors. They're mostly all the same colors, too. Signs. Yeah. Yeah. This doesn't. My dad, for whatever reason, always cracked up the boat. There's the one that says severe tire damage. And I just remember my dad thinking that that one was really funny for whatever reason. That's funny because that that is the only one that made it into my notes because uh, (laughs) they might be giants had a album, a live album called severe tire damage. So whenever I see that, I just think of they might be giants hmm. and the live version of Doctor Worm. You know, it's kind of a um, a strange phrase. Severe tire damage. Any damage to your tire is going to be there's not like mild tire damage. Generally, generally, it's fairly catastrophic when your right. tire receives damage. It's you don't, kind of you don't either... see signs for like tire rub. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I guess that's kind of what they do all the time. So. I did kind of look up. I, I tried to see what the penalty is for crossing police tape because you see it in movies. You see it on TV shows all the time. And everybody's um, crossing it. Everybody's crossing it. And I really honestly didn't find anything definitive. I think it's kind of it depends on what the situation is. It's kind of up to the cops on the scene, really. In general, I think it can be arrestable offense if they care to do so. So don't cross police tape. Have you ever crossed police tape? I've no, I had not. I've not. Um, I was about to say I've never seen police tape, like you know, been in physical proximity to actual police tape. But I think that that's actually false. I feel like I have been, and I'm desperately trying to remember the scenario. But I know I've never crossed it. I've put up caution tape for work, but that's just a safety thing. That's not like anything legal. No, no right. uh, murder scenes or anything like that. Yeah, I've definitely put up caution tape as like a PA on a set, you know, to keep you know crowd control. Do you have any credits in this minute that you'd like to talk about? I guess I kind of want to point out Gray Fredrickson is listed as the executive producer. And that is bonkers to me because he produced like all three of the Godfather films, The Outsiders, a lot of Francis Ford Coppola connection there. Um, he produced one from the heart, which is a movie that I like that um, has a lot of Tom Waits in the, in the score and is interesting for film buff people to note because that's the film where uh, Francis Ford Coppola kind of developed video assist. And that was kind of the first film ever to use video assist or have video assist, but he kind of made it for that film. So Gray Fredrickson, it's kind of crazy that he, um, in between producing these massive Francis Ford Coppola movies, he, he also produced UHF. My note on Gray Fredrickson was his spelling of his name. Uh, not his name so much, but just the color gray. 
Do you have a preference, whether it's A-Y or E-Y? Well, isn't the color always E-Y? Um, I, I don't know. I guess maybe it's supposed to be, but I don't, I, I've seen it different ways. As a color, like as a last name, I usually see it A-Y, but as, you know, like Crayola or what have you, for as far as colors, it's usually an E-Y. Or maybe that's just in my head. I don't know. What about Jean Grey? She's a person, an X-Men, but she's a person. That's E-Y. Yeah, that was almost a little, uh, <laughs> she is an X-Men, but she's also a person. I'm glad you caught yourself there. <laughs> <laughs> well, mutants are not people. <laughs> what? They are different oh, species. Boy. I suppose so. But are they people? They're not humans. No, that's true. But, but they're people. Come on. So are aliens people? That will be something we'll probably talk about later in the movie. Yes, we will definitely have to talk about that later in the movie. And well, I don't know. I guess the, the jury's still out on the gray versus gray. I don't know. I don't. I do you have a pre- do? You, what's your take on the whole the, that scandal? Um, I did have a preference when I was a kid, and I think I've I've stated it on Facebook before, and I I almost wonder if I stated it wrongly. I thought I was against the EY. I didn't like it, and then I found something from my childhood where I was spelling it EY. And I don't know if that was my preference or if like, someone made me write it that way and I didn't like it. So I don't know what my preference is. I have a preference and I don't know what it is. <laughs> Very good. Um, yeah, well, that's all squared away. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is one sign, which is the, the same. It's the only sign that's lit. It's the severe tire damage sign, the one we keep talking mm. about. But it yeah. also has some mark on it. Yeah, like um, something's written on the reverse of it or something. Yeah. It's like... Yeah, yeah, I don't, I couldn't quite figure out what that was either. All right, I yeah, guess we'll never know. Um, co-producers are mentioned super quick: uh, Kevin Breslin and Darren Getz. Kevin Breslin had a bit part in Raging Bull. It's really weird. I mean, I, you're always going to find connections like this in movies because of the nature of Hollywood, but it's just very strange to me. Some of the people that worked in and around this film. Uh, Darren Getz, uh, this is his only producing credit. Uh, he's mostly a location manager, um, and he handled the locations for Meet Joe Black, which gets us to a lot of talk on Star Wars Minute about the trailer for The Phantom Menace at the beginning of Meet Joe Black. So just want to give a shout-out to Star Wars Minute, who pioneered this uh, Movies by Minutes format. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. The casting, I've got Kathy Henderson, Barbara Hanley, and Michael Cutler. Um, I don't know any of them by name, but uh, the casting is one of my favorite things about this movie. Mm-hmm. So, great job, people. I did look them up a little bit. Uh, I saw that Barbara Hanley also worked in uh, casting for Sledgehammer. And I don't remember much about it, but I remember liking that show. It was a TV show. Um but I, I'm completely I, unfamiliar with this show. I, I think it was a guy, and he had a gun, and his name was Sledgehammer. It was kind of like a silly private eye thing. I could be completely off base. Like that's how little I remember about it. But I just remember watching it and that it was a thing. <laughs> All right. So I just saw that in the list. I was like, wow. Like for some people, UHF is kind of out there, but Sledgehammer was even another reach for me. Interesting. And uh, Kathy Henderson and Barbara Hanley have the CSA next to them, so they're the Casting Society of America. Yes, very official. Uh, we've got music by John Duprez. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We definitely uh, do. John Duprez, amazing, amazing stuff. He's done a lot of Monty Python stuff, Time Bandits, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. Uh, but I also did see that he wrote a song for 
an episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000. So that that definitely um, solidifies him as amazing in my book. Well, he also did uh, TMNT 1, the 1990 film, not just 2. Oh, really? Yeah. Somehow I uh, I actually specifically, I saw 2, and so I went back and looked to see if he did 1, and I somehow missed that. Thank you. Well, if that's wrong, then uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute has been spinning lies for one whole season. (laughs) But I don't believe they have. It's a great thing. Go listen to that. I enjoy that show very much. But if they have been... Yeah, don't listen to that. Gross. Yeah, that probably is the real secret of the ooze. Um, Director of photography, David Lewis, uh, did a lot of work on Pee-wee's Playhouse. Um, There's some other Pee-wee's Playhouse connections as we go. I sat down with my kids and uh, wife one night and played an episode of Pee-wee's Playhouse because it's on Amazon Prime, at least at the moment. And uh, the kids were like, what is this? It's crazy. What is this? But I think they, I think they kind of enjoyed it. But yeah, it's it's a really crazy show. So you're telling me that uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse is like the whole series is on uh, Amazon Prime currently. I I think so. Okay. Well, thank you everybody for tuning into this Sorry. podcast. We gotta uh, go. we, I need to go. Yeah, I gotta go watch Pee Wee's Playhouse apparently. And it looks really good. <laughs> That's why I love reviewing these movies. Um, as we're getting into reviewing UHF, this is not how I watch this movie. I watched it on a 4x3 TV, on VHS. You know, this this movie looks amazing more than I ever remember it. You you mean, the like, it actually, like, the cinematography of it looks amazing? Well, You're I mean, it's just so it, clear. It's like a well-shot I'm, film. I'm literally seeing more of the movie than I ever used to. You know, because you're watching it on, on VHS, it's not widescreen. Oh, sure. Okay. So, you're, so you know, at best, yeah. you're getting pan and scan. And, uh, yeah. and so, PB's Playhouse, yeah, it, it looks clear. Um, I even saw Paul Rubin talking on, on The Tonight Show or something. When they actually distributed it on TV, it was literally VHS tapes or something. So the quality was never going to be good on TV. Mm. And so they've restored all of that stuff. And uh, it's a, you get to nice. see that his, his suit actually has like stripes in it. It's not just a flat gray suit. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. So it's crazy. Shout out to Pee Wee's Playhouse. That probably will not be the last time that happens. Right on. Uh, David Lewis, the director of photography, also did Night of the Demons, Night of the Demons 2, Leprechaun 4, In Space, uh, lots of horror films, which makes me um, really kind of giddily delighted that he jumped back and forth between things like Pee Wee's Playhouse and UHF and then did like straight up horror films. <laughs> it's kind of a, I feel like I'm kind of one foot in both worlds a lot of the time, too. So it's, it's good to see that there's somebody else like that out there. Um, we're going to talk about the gold gong towards the end of this ultra minute. Yeah. Um, when we first see it, there's a nice, nice resounding gong sound. So the face on the gong kind of reminds me of the kind of like the mad character. You know what I'm talking about? Mad magazine. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Alfred E. Newman um, yes. is a big, uh, uh, influence for Weird Al. To me, that looks like the the kid that's always on the cover of Mad Magazine. Now, are you saying that because of like the kind of weird grimace, or because the eyes aren't quite lined up, or yeah, like the large upper lip and just kind of like the face in general? To me, it seems like it. the other thing. Like, so when I watched this as a kid, I always thought of that, and I also always thought it kind of looked like um, uh, Mel Brooks as yogurt in um, oh. Spaceballs. Yeah, I never actually watched Spaceballs till I was an adult, so I didn't have that connection. Yeah. Yeah. And sorry to say, but you know, not having seen that movie until as an adult, and uh, I, it didn't age well. 
in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. For the purposes of this podcast, I guess that's neither here nor there. But I mean, to be clear, it doesn't really look <laughs> that's like a, Mel Brooks. That's the whole purpose for this podcast is just for me to dump on Spaceballs. <laughs> oh, man, I don't like the phrase dump on Spaceballs. That's... <laughs> Uh, I, I'd be okay not ever hearing that phrase again. <laughs> well, then don't listen to next minute, <laughs> where we it'll be all dumping on all space balls all the, all time. the time. I honestly don't know if I ever even looked at this face on the here. Um, but yeah, I see I, there's a slight resemblance. Uh, I do actually own the Mad Magazine issue where um, Weird Al was the the editor on it. Oh, that's cool. Um, David, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine, man. Okay, great. I, um, you know, I didn't read much Mad Magazine as a kid, and I kind of regret that. I always enjoyed it when I did read it, but I uh, feel like I missed out quite a bit by not reading that and cracked and stuff too. <laughs> now I feel like I'll get some hate mail on this one, um, but I, I did read Mad Magazine like a lot. Like I, I bought the stuff. I, I might have even had a subscription at one point. So I mean, I got it. I, I put my dues in. But I didn't enjoy all of it. Like there's some of it. I like the spy versus spy, that kind of stuff. But some of the parody stuff in there was was uh, it may have just been over my head, um, but I just didn't just didn't care for it. It was a weird, weird kind of humor. Now tell me, did you ever play the spy versus spy um, video game for like the PC, like early PCs? Oh, it I might must have, been a have. Commodore or. Oh, it was very difficult, but it was very fun. I loved that uh, video game. I must have. I I played I played anything I could get my hands on. Right on. As long as someone else owned it. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I played. Uh, Tim and John Palmer had that game. Shout out to those two guys that'll never listen to this podcast. Now they have to. Yeah, just listen. All right. Well, um, any uh, any other uh, traffic violation stories that you'd like to share or um, like to admit to? Not, not really. I've well, let's see. Um, I I hit a turkey one time. No warning. You know, just cars all over the place, yeah. and all of a sudden, there's a turkey right in front of you. Feathers. Yeah, everywhere. it's it's hard to not hit a turkey where we hail from. Like over an extended period of time, you're eventually going to probably hit a turkey. I also hit a deer once in a company vehicle, and that was a mess. I got hit by a deer once. Uh, the car in front of me on the expressway hit the deer in it due to the velocity and the way their car was shaped. It, it um, basically kind of like scooped the deer up and flew it over the car and it landed on my car. Oh, weird. At 70 miles an hour. So, yeah, that was, that was kind of crazy. Well, I guess going back and talking about, you know, dumping on space balls, that uh, when I, the deer that I hit, it just kind of like popped up. I was driving on a, a road where, the road was uh, kind of raised up, so the deer kind of bounded up the hill side up onto the road. So I really didn't even see the deer until all of a sudden it just bloop, bloop, bloop. There it was, and I hit it pretty square on. So its backside was basically just on one side of the vehicle, and the entire side. So you would imagine that that the passenger side of my van was called Spaceballs, and that deer took a dump all over the Spaceballs. <laughs> and then I called my boss and they were like, well, is it still drivable? And I was like, yes. And they said, well, you still have an appointment this afternoon. So I drove home, washed it off as best as I could, and then went to the next appointment. Fun times. I don't work there anymore. 
because uh, you didn't wash it off all the way, they had to let you go. There's a bit yeah, yeah, there's like there's <laughs> dump all over these space balls. You did not clean them off. <laughs> yeah, well, I can see. Uh, you know, maybe if they would have given you a bigger Schwartz, you could have cleaned off all that dump off of your space balls. <laughs> I want people to listen to the end of this episode before they listen to the beginning of it. Or maybe we'll just <laughs> we'll just release it in reverse order or something somehow. Well, yeah, I mean, we're kind of in the reverse jungle anyway, so yeah. it makes sense, really, if you think about it, when you think about it. Yeah. All right. Um, shall we go ahead and rejoin our Indiana Jones Minute pals uh, for Minute 5 come up here? Yeah, yeah. Let's go see if they're waking up. All right. Uh, toodles, everyone. <laughs>